My first physics test in high school, I failed. And that's how it all began. Guys, I want to take you back into the past a little bit and share our story. Share the path that we've been on because I think that when we share our stories, we relate and we can connect over it. It helps us identify pieces of our story where God has been intentional with us, and that reflects his love. So let me take you back to 1998. You're listening to the None Like You podcast, a space dedicated to discovering and appreciating your uniqueness. God intentionally created you and for a reason. Join this community of passionate individuals and start living fully knowing there is none like you because there is none like him. I'm your host, Linda A. Coleman, and welcome to the show. So I wasn't the only one that failed this test. There was one other person that failed. And the teacher asked us to both stay after so he could talk to us. While we're waiting for him to basically go over how we failed, this girl and I started talking about our summers and just kind of started connecting and making a relationship. So she was telling me about this summer camp that she lived at and worked at. And also a really cute boy. He just happened to be there every summer and she had been crushing on him for years. And so she was telling me all about this. And I was getting this impression that this camp was awesome. And it was kind of an escape for her and for um, everybody else. So this was what they looked forward to every year. And during the year was just to fill up the time until it got to summer. So we quickly became friends. And then by sophomore year, she ended up showing me pictures of him finally because she would talk about him all the time and I could only imagine what he looked like because this was like pre-Facebook days, guys. So we were... I think we were in biology and she's like, Hey, I have pictures of him. And she showed me. And I just remember thinking, Oh gosh, I'm so glad I don't find him attractive because I don't want to have that get between me and my friend. Um, and I was just like, okay, awesome. This is the kid you've been crushing on. I mean, he's got a good body, but like, I don't really know what you see in him. So she continues to talk about how awesome this camp is and how cute this boy is. And then we get to junior year. And it is now her birthday party. So this is like September um, of junior year. And I happened to go through a really nasty breakup the day of her party. But she's my best friend. So I could stay home and be really upset about this breakup. Or I could just go be with my best friend and finally meet all these camp friends she's been talking about for years. I decided that might distract me. I'm going. So I went and I finally get to meet this kid that she has been crushing on. And my very first thought when I met him was, this is who you've had a crush on? I don't see it, but okay. (laughs) And his impression of me was that I came off very cold and um, he did not like the vibe I I was sending, which I don't blame him. I just went through a breakup and I was really upset. So in my defense, (laughs) that's what was going on, but I definitely came off really off-putting to him. And so we definitely didn't make a good good first impression on each other, but there was this other boy there that I thought was kind of cute. So when it came time to play games, my friend was like, oh, I'll set this up for you. So what was supposed to happen was this boy was going to play Twister and she was going to be like, hey, who wants to team up with him? 
And that's when I would jump in and have to play Twister with this kid. But as soon as she was like, all right, who's next? Guess who steps on the mat? Josiah. (laughs) And this literally sets up like the next phase of our quote unquote relationship. He was always getting between me and another guy, not on purpose, totally by chance, or I say by chance, but really you'll see why. Um, and I was like, who is this kid that just got in my way (laughs) of this really cute boy? So let me fast forward a little bit to early spring and I was like, okay, Meg, I gotta, I gotta go to this camp because the people at the party, I'll backtrack just a bit. The people at the party were so amazing. They were so kind, so friendly, so like they just accepted me for who I was and loved me for who I was. And I wasn't used to that. And it was like, I was a part of their little camp family right away. And that like pierced right into me. It was like, I've never felt so accepted for me. And I liked that feeling. So finally, you know, winter, early spring, I was like, you know what? I really want to work there with you. Um, so I applied had my interview and I ended up becoming friends with the assistant director and tons and tons of years later, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years later, I found out when we were just hanging out talking that the director actually didn't want to give me the job and wasn't going to hire me. But my friend, my later on friend was the assistant director. And he said, I just, we have to hire her. I just feel like God is saying we need to hire her. And so I'll stop right there, guys, that this is all part of my personal journey, but then our journey as a couple. So what God has for you, it's yours. And he opens doors. He opens doors. And when I wasn't supposed to get this job, and I don't blame him, I was not. This was like my worst year. You remember back in an earlier episode, I was talking about um, my rebellious season. That was junior year. I was a wreck and I was the most horrible version of myself. So honestly, I don't blame the director for not wanting to give me the job because I probably didn't make a very good impression. But God wanted to pull me out of that And he had this job lined up for me and spoke to the assistant director in order for me to get it. And so it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in your life, in your seasons, if God wants to use you and if God wants to have you a part of this big plan, then he's going to make a way for you. It was up to me to accept the job or not, but God made a way. So we get to now June where camp starts and I I couldn't wait to get to to summer camp but I did not have pure intentions. I legit wanted to just be with my friends and mess around and I was not really going for anything other than that the independence, the freedom um and the fun. And God immediately had another idea of how the summer was going to go. And it it's just beautiful that like we can have this idea of how something's going to go and God's like, well, <laughs> let's see about that. Um, but when it got time to actually be dropped off, I did not want my mom to go. I started to be 
really afraid. Um, this is my first time away from home. And she was brave. And she told me later how hard it was to drive away. But she, in that moment, said, Lindy, you have to get out of the car. You have to do this. And you have to do it on your own. And so I did. I stepped out and I went to the office. And there was a bunch of staff hanging out in front of the office waiting for like other staff to check in. And then we were going to go on like a trail tour. Um, and so in that circle of staff, Josiah was exactly opposite of me. And I remember looking at him, this kid who is in head to toe Adidas. And I remember thinking there's something about him. And then all of a sudden I hear like this, so this such definitive authoritative voice say, you're going to fall in love with him. And in that instant, every fiber in my being was like lit up and triggered. And it was just like, I felt like an electrical shock go through my body in total agreement that that was a true statement. And instantly my head took over and was like, yeah, but I don't know why he's not wearing Abercrombie. So I don't really understand how this is going to work out. (laughs) But then I counteracted that and was like, actually, him not wearing Abercrombie, him wearing Adidas when everybody else is wearing Abercrombie and American Eagle, I like that because he's so secure in who he is and I like that he's different. But then at that moment, my best friend leans over and says, I think I'm going to ask him out again this year. So off limits, I brush everything I just felt and heard aside, Um, but then as God would have it, over the course of what seemed like a really long time, um, we developed a really tight friendship. So back to the fact that he kept stepping in when other guys were present. Every time I was trying to flirt with another guy, somehow Josiah would always pop up. And he wasn't trying to pursue me in the fact that like he had a crush on me and was trying to take me away from those guys. He just genuinely wanted to be near me and be friends. And I just was always thinking, why is this kid always around? (laughs) Get the hint. You know, there'd be times where I would go to, uh, we would be walking into chapel and he'd be like, can I sit with you after I drum? And I'd be like, "Ah, sure. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can't stop this. He's going to sit with me anyway. So fine. Yeah, you can sit with me. But then he would ask me to hang out after chapel and go get snack with him. And I remember one of the times where I was like, I actually hope he does ask me to go to get a snack. And um, we went over to the dining hall for snack time. And the kid that I had been flirting with walked by and he's like, oh, I'm going to leave you two alone. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. That's not what's going on here. But then I looked over at Josiah and I thought, well, actually, I love hanging out with this guy. He's really cool. And I like having this time, just the two of us. But again, it wasn't like I was crushing. It was just more of, this is really nice. He's a really good friend. And so what felt like forever, because it's camp and camp days or like years, we just kept hanging out. We spent all our time together. And a week and a half in, there were rumors that he had been planning to ask me out. And I kept thinking, well, I don't think that I actually want to go out with him because as much as I do, because at that point I had developed um, a little bit of a crush. I was thinking about our friendship and thought, well, okay, I'm 17. 
if he asks me out, if we go out, then it's probably just going to be for the summer and then we'll break up. And then I can't, I don't see like, oh, let's just be friends like that. I don't ever see that really working. So, um, when I was weighing this out and trying to make a decision, I was like, well, I actually would have to say no if he asked me out because I would rather the potential of a lifelong friendship with him than a summer fling. And that's how much our friendship means to me. So I'm pretty sure I'd have to say no, or at least I'll think about it. But then time came, he asked me out and yes, literally just fell out of my mouth. Like I didn't have time to think. I didn't have any time to process what just happened, but yes, fell out. And I remember as soon as it fell out of my mouth, I went, well, I guess that's that. (laughs) And, and that really was that. What I want to highlight here is that for our relationship, and every relationship is different, every um, plan and purpose is different, but for us, for what we were going to do in the future, we were set up with such a solid foundation of friendship, and we, and now I'm going to say this because I was 17, and yes, you better believe that I counted, we spent 92 days straight together. There were times where I would have to go home and then I would come back or he went to like go record a CD and came back. But like we saw each other every single day. And for most days, it was like all day long. And we spent every free moment together. And it really, really developed this really tight bond. And there's something so special about camp friends. And I'm still really close to quite a a few uh, staff that that first summer that we met and the friends that were at that party because there's some there's this unique bond with camp friends and I think that that was really vital for Josiah and I to meet that way and to have that much time to spend together in in that kind of environment and that set us up because God knew that we were going to be doing something together and we spend all our days together because now we work together. And it really got us through some of the rockiest times of our marriage. And I will go into that later, but what I the the picture I want to paint for you guys is God is intentional and also maybe failing your physics test in high school is not so bad. <laughs> that led me to a lot of great relationships, a complete life change and it really set me on the course for my future because God has a plan and he made sure that I was on that path. And yes, I I went this way and that way and the path wasn't straight and it didn't perfect me. I'm still healing. I'm still working on things from when I made that life choice to now. There's still been a a lot on that path, but but God was intentional with who I met and how I met them and how Josiah and I built our relationship. Um, And so I would just encourage you to look back at your life and see where the moments where you can see a path happening, where you can see doors that have opened that maybe shouldn't have opened or things that seem like a coincidence, but really were intentional and how this displays God's love for you, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And I know that a lot of you are kind of, it's on a a really broad scale of where you fall on this as far as trying to figure out who you are and step into that versus 
you know who you are and you just want to keep this inspiration for your life going. So wherever you are on your journey, I just want to say that God sees everything. He's known everything about your life and he is intentional with his purpose and plan for you. And also when he includes you in his plan, it's not just for you. Like this whole thing could have stopped right there of, wow, God provided such a unique friendship and and person in my life to do life with and how he saved me that summer and and really set me up with okay, this is who you really are. And this is the people that love you, that there are people that love you for who you are. You don't have to be like anybody else. Um, And that could have been enough just for me to enjoy my life. But if you take another step back and look at how that setup really has now created a bigger impact. So if you enjoy salt and light at all, our cafe, um, that's because there has been this foundation that we were so closely bonded that we are now in a place where we are serving our community. Um, And that is a very hard thing to do. It is hard to work with your spouse. But because of how we were set up, we are now impacting a bigger um, range and And I know that there's even going to be more that God calls us to do. And it is falling back on that foundation that has kept us going strong. It's kept us pushing forward. And it's not just to benefit ourselves. God has other people in mind. So if you are positively impacted by what we are doing, it's because he had a plan for you through us. And I would love for you to look back at your life or look deeply into what is going on in your journey and see how it's not only benefiting you, but how you actually then get to benefit other people because God loves a ripple effect. He loves layers and benefiting many. Thanks so much for joining me today and journeying back with me how it all began. Next week, we are going to be talking about why God put us together and why he put us together when and how and all that and where it's going. And that is the assignment that we have as individuals, as a couple, and as a family. So tune in next time. Until then, hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Linda A. Coleman. Have an awesome week. Sending you guys out with so much love.